Welcome back to The Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, of course, a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior, right? To keep you solid across all grounds, to keep you mentally tough, to keep you focused on walking in that warrior's path. Of course, that is what we're all about here, about developing men, about transforming men, <laughs> yes, it is. Listen, it's been a little bit from my last podcast, which was, I think, about a month ago. All right. This particular podcast here was recorded shit, before COVID-19, so um, it's been a while. But I got a good pipeline of guests for you over the next coming weeks. And, of course, the much, much, mucho requested <laughs> podcasts of me, myself, and I. I mean, uh, I appreciate your support, certainly. Uh, I guess uh, sometimes when I speak from the heart, you guys love it. It kind of uh, touches you, and, and uh, I'm all about definitely getting you on that right path. Now, the reason that it's been a while is because literally I've been busy as hell uh, running the Man of War, all right, uh, and it uh, it's time-consuming. Uh, I have a brand-new team on board, and we're growing a lot very, very fast, but the bottom line is that, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of time. And for me to do a podcast is very time consuming. But um, we are back on the pipeline here. And we're going to start bringing you episodes regularly every single week. All right. Some very powerful episodes for sure. Now, with that said, if you are a man that wants to change his life, you are committed to making a change, right, to maybe get stronger in mind, stronger in spirit, getting stronger across all facets of your life to start leading your family, to start leading yourself from the front, maybe being a better boss, maybe being a better businessman, whatever it is that you do, I'll tell you right now, entering the men of war society is life-changing, life-changing. And um, if you look at some of our videos on in menofwarcrucible.com, uh, that's menofwarcrucible.com. Men, by the way, it's M-E-N. You're going to take a good look at what we're all about, about what the crucible is all about. Now, getting into the Men of War Society, you got to go through the five-day rite of passage, which is the Men of War Crucible. And I got to tell you, it's not for the weak-minded, and it's not for the weak-hearted. You got to prepare yourself to put yourself one of the most grueling, intense, in the end, satisfying experiences, transformational experiences of your life. So if you're ready to enter a brotherhood of warriors, the Men of War Society, go submit an application at menofwarcrucible.com. That's M-E-N-OfWarCrucible.com. All right, now, the, this episode here was recorded, so you guys understand. It was recorded, I believe, yeah, before COVID-19 for sure, so it's been a while. Um, Eddie Pinero is a great dude, a uh, very articulate man, um, definitely has tremendous following on YouTube, um, and he's basically an artist, the way he speaks, his vision and mission in life. Uh, in my book, he is a warrior-minded man, someone that is walking in that path, someone that has that mental focus, the resiliency, and of course, the temperament um, of a warrior in today's society. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And of course, as always, okay, whip out that pen, paper, and start taking notes and implement it into your life. Some great things happening here. Stand by. 
Great to have Eddie Pinero on with us today, man. It's an honor to have you, bro. Hey, Rafa. Great to uh, great to be here. Appreciate awesome, it. man. Awesome. We're going to have a deep conversation here. Eddie, his message is powerful, man. I found him on YouTube. I'm like, dude, I got to have this guy on, man. Legit squared away. He's a young guy that is doing, doing it well. And I got to tell you that one of the main things that I look for in an individual that I call a warrior is a guy that has a very strong mindset and someone that has a mission in life and eddie right here my brother i think you do man <laughs> appreciate it brother appreciate it all right so let's get into your background where are you from um so i grew up in, in southern california and then um went to college in boston my family's in boston and moved down here um a couple of years ago so chase the sun in the palm trees you know awesome so uh talk to me a little bit about your background as far as you know you, what did you study anything as far as philosophy or anything you're a very well-versed young man man articulate as hell also i appreciate that dude i um yeah so political science in in college um and took a lot of political philosophy um i just i really enjoy that stuff and it's funny that you know it, originally i was thinking when i took this career track or decided to do this it's like well you know, I, I'm not going to be using any of that, but you see it sort of pop up in the stuff you do every day. So, um, yeah, it's all um, all there. So now you are basically your, your how many followers do you have on YouTube? Um, coming up on 207,000. Yeah, awesome, man. So you're kicking ass there. Um, you've had the platform you were telling me for a few years and you're just growing and trending higher. I love that. Uh, but for those that don't know, um, Eddie, can you give us a, a, to follow your follow uh, ID over there at uh, YouTube? Yeah, it's Your World Within. Your so, World Within. Right. So if you search that, it'll, it'll come right up. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about what you do with these videos. Sure. So the idea behind the videos, um, well, maybe I, I, it started with um, almost an electronic journal, right? So I was doing the corporate thing, the nine to five thing. And like so many people's like, this is not for me. This really caps what I feel like I'm capable of doing. Um, and so went to sort of try different creative things, writing, producing music, um, you know, speaking and found something that sort of combines all three. And so I started sharing these messages, um, on YouTube and ended up really connecting with people. You know, there's uh, a lot of um, when you look at, at, at motivation, I guess sort of mainstream motivation, there's you can hear the Denzels and, and you know, all these people that are, are done amazing things. And it's great because they're credible and um, it adds validity to what they're saying. And you think I want to be like that. But there was a gap with regard to someone saying, um, hey, I'm still climbing or, you know, I spent three weeks on a YouTube video. I thought it was going to change the world. I put it out. No one gave a shit. What do I do now? And it's just that relatability. I wanted to build a brand around, you know, inspiring people on my wins, my losses and everything in between. So that sort of guided my, my journey. So what really I mean, what touched you about becoming an inspirator, emotion, an emotion, emotional, motivational man. Like, I mean, I hear it in your voice. I, I hear that drive when you speak. I mean, it's a low tone drive, but it's kind of like it touches you. And and and, and a, for a lack of a better word here, it, it kind of drives it drives you into your core because it's a nice music, a nice sounding. For by the way, for those who have have not seen his videos, or legit squared away, beautiful landscape, a lot of uh, uh, great, great sounding uh, music, 
and with an overtone of, of him speaking. And the words carry, they resonate. So I would highly recommend that you go there and you take a listen. So going back to what I was saying here is, I mean, how did you find that undertone that what you wanted to, to say and what you ultimately wanted to, to provide as a message? I think the question that I asked myself was, what do I need, right? Because like, what, what Eddie, what do you need? <clears throat> because the chances are someone else out there needs it. Um, and that's the question that I, you know, I, I continued to, to ask myself. Um, and, and I look at it as storytelling, you know, um, it's, it's almost like the, to me, there's, there's two types of articulation of a message. There's like the adrenaline rush, like get up, go do something now, which we need. And then there's the other side of things, which is, well, hang on, let's stop and assess why, what got us to this point? Why are you in this situation? And think about it to stop and think about it because you, until you do that, you're not going to put something into the universe that allows you to fix it. And so it's almost the culmination of, of those two things that I, I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to marry them and see if, uh, if I could really hit home that way. But that was the main question. It's like, what do you need? I, I'd find myself in situations where, like everyone else, I felt like, you know, I'd wake up one day and just not feel good about myself. Mm. Well, why? How can you fix it? Um, it's not the end of the world. And just kind of sharing those stories really connects with people. Did you have any mentors coming up, especially when you're transitioning over for this? I feel like they they have slowly acquired as I've, I've built the brand, you know. Um, but it was, it's particularly in the beginning, was a very small circle. It was my family. Um, just kind of having those conversations with them. Um, I, I greatly respect and appreciate what they've built and, and, and what they've done for me. And just kind of having that conversation, um, that's where I pulled my inspiration from. Um, I didn't have any particular uh, mentors that I would talk to once a week or anything like that. Um, you know, now I have a small circle of friends and, and um, people that I consider mentors, but that wasn't always the case. Did you get inspired by maybe watching some other videos or people that were doing something similar that you wanted to do at the time? Did you go out there on YouTube and research it or you just went out there and started providing the content and doing the content? I wanted to take the emotion from music, from art. Like I, I wanted to capture that in story. Like I, the best way um, you can put it is, you know how when you watch an Apple uh, commercial and it'll be an iPhone commercial, they won't even show you the iPhone. It'll be people dancing around or whatever the case is in the, the commercial engine. Like, oh my God, I want to cry and I want an iPhone and I don't know why. Um, and I just, I'm so captivated by that part of storytelling. And, and like I was saying earlier, people tend not to be rational. They tend to be emotional. So if you can present something um, in a way that's emotive, it, it, a light bulb goes off. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's sort of what I, I gravitate towards. So to answer your question more directly, it wasn't like I was looking at Eric Thomas or Tony Robbins and thinking, okay, I need to model this. It was taking the things that I love, the artists, the musicians, the speakers, the stories, the books, and, and how can I make my own little category, create my own niche using that same sentiment. That's awesome. Love that. Love that. So what inspires you? Opportunity. Opportunity. I'm, I'm inspired. I, I just love the upside of life. Um, I, and, and I think that's why I could never make it in the corporate world. You know, I, mm -hmm. I have friends that thrive there and they're, you know, they're, they're family oriented and they love it. And, and that's where they're at. I'm not at that point in my life. I'm, 
I'm driven by, you know, this one dimensional uh, thing that I, I'm building and the, the possibilities and the upsides. And I just think in 10 years, imagine what this could be. And every day that inspires me. And so, uh, as I'm sure you know, I mean, you've built an incredible brand. There's there's trials and tribulations and there's ups and there's downs. And it's sort of not letting those go by without recognizing them, capturing them, and, and using them to help other people. Because um, entrepreneurs, you know, there's a lot of different variations of it, but we all go through the same things. You know, Absolutely. there's the losses, the wind, there's, there's, there's the loneliness, there's mm-hmm. um, the unknown, a lot of the same concepts. What are your biggest fears in life? Underperforming. Um, I, I think that scares me more than anything. You know, I really, in some of this admittedly is ego. Like I want to be someone that is impactful, that makes a change in, in, um, is looked up on as someone that helped people think differently, created a movement and to fall short of that, um, doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> right? yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that's. So the world, and we were discussing this earlier, I mean, we see a lot of, and you, and you mentioned, you know, underachieving is one of your biggest fears, right. which I think it's also an underlying, um, element that most people fear right you know underachieving coming under the big no the big i can't make it or i just didn't get there why do you think and i see this very very often in our society nowadays that most people um are really underachieving at almost everything that they're doing Mm. i mean you see it from entrepreneurs because they're afraid to take the risk you see it from even from a uh, law enforcement standpoint where people are just you know they, they, they need to stay at a certain level they're too afraid to move up because it's more responsibility the corporate world um, also and I would even go as far as saying that even professional sport teams have that they struggle with that right I mean getting to a higher level requires a different type of discipline right why do you think our society in general just rather stay on a flat line and kind of move along and and really peak and go out there and push themselves. Yeah, I mean, I I like to simplify that. I think people don't realize that that sort of discomfort isn't a something that we deal with or a problem. It's a necessity. It's the cost of admission. Um, there's a negative connotation to that. You know, I use a simple metaphor. You know, you put a quarter in the gumball machine, you turn it, and that's how you get the gumball out. Well, life and all the stuff you don't want to do, and this, you know, that's that's the quarter that's got to go in. Um, and then I supplement that with social, social media, which I don't, I don't know if it's talked about a lot, but it's a window into everyone's highlight reel. So you assume everyone's succeeding at these crazy levels. You assume the world is perfect. You assume you're the only one struggling. And hey, I can't afford to be the one that falls on my face when everyone else is crushing it. Right. Um, and I think those two things together uh, dissuade people from just exploring, you know. I agree with you. You know, I agree with the fact that everyone puts your good side on social media. You know, I would love to have a, <laughs> a technology that flips it to the other side. I to know, see, right? <laughs> to see really, what, you know, get a full 3D perspective on, on what's going on. But, yeah, I think social media and media itself, I mean, Bottom line is all the work that you've done to be successful. You know, people hear 
you know, the, they watch the beautiful videos, they get inspired by it, but they also fail to see that, you know, all the hours that you put in to not only filming the content, but getting the content right, just right to your standards, to be able to put it and disseminate that message, it's a lot of work. A lot of time, yeah. 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 And, you know, I think that society as a whole needs to start really understanding that, like you were saying, I mean, you got to pay to play. You know, I mean, it's time for people to start saying to themselves, or at least looking in the mirror and saying, if I want to be at this level, I got to put in the time, the effort. Right. You know, like you said, you know, twist the, you know, twist the machine to get the gumball out. I mean, that that's part of life. That's, I mean, that's the key to pretty much everything that we do in our life. With that said, when you get inspired, do you typically have some type of note system? You say, you know what, I'm going to capture my thoughts here because I know that you travel, you go out there, you do. I mean, do you, or, or do you just kind of experience the whole thing and then you sit down and maybe you record it or talk to me about your methodology behind that? Sure, yeah. Um, it's it's a lot like what you said. I mean, I, so you, I experience something, in, in whether it's good or bad, um, but I, I, in Evernote, I make a point to write it down because it's, it's fleeting, right? So even if I remember how I felt when I go back and think about it the next day or two days later, if I haven't, don't write it down, it won't be there. Um, and then so the question is, I mean, there's only so many messages in the world, which is interesting. So the question is, how do you articulate it? And that's where I put most of my energy. I My, my um, uh, litmus test when I first started these videos is when I'd watch one. And this is going to seem <laughs> dramatic and, and way out there. But if I don't feel like I'm going to cry at the end of it, it's it's going to miss people that it could have gotten. Like there's there's a there's there's ways to make it better. There's ways to make it more impactful. Um, so that's why I, I to your point, right? I, I put such an emphasis on the visuals and the music and how they work together um, because it really helps drive home some of these 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 messages. That otherwise, yeah, you hear them, but do you really remember them? Um, and and when I really hit it out of the park and, and I look at the you know the the top. Um, productions that I've released that have, that's been the case. Um, so that's sort of the, the framework that I follow. My brother, if you have lost your purpose or you're struggling to find your way or you know that you can take it up a level from where you are right now to lead your family, yourself, to be a better businessman, to have mental clarity and mental strength, more confidence in your life, to be part of of an elite brotherhood, then I encourage you to go through the rite of passage of the Men of War Crucible. This is for you if you are looking truly to commit yourself to walking that warrior's path and to start living a life that embodies that warrior spirit. Go to Men of War Crucible, that's M-E-N of War Crucible.com and submit your application. Give me one of your top videos that um, that really hit a home run. Um, I think my most viewed video is called Commitment. Mm -hmm. um, and so the idea uh, about that is is I went back to my college days. Um, I always say say college on the I was a D1 rower and I wasn't I've never rowed before college. I was a walk on. Mm -hmm. I always thought I knew how to work hard, but I had no clue, none. I didn't realize you could suffer and still lose. 
right? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so that was a, a, an eye opener to me. And that's what that video is about. Commit. Uh, the, the conversation is a father and a son. And the, the son says, Dad, I'm learning about commitment versus contribution in school. And they're similar, but I don't understand the difference. And um, the father looks, says, look down at your plate, son. He says, see that egg? The kid says, yeah. He's like, well, the chicken contributed to your breakfast. You know, you see your bacon? Yeah, well, that pig committed to your breakfast. And, and if you take that mentality um, into everything you do, the, the results and, and the output's going to be so different. Um, I like that, man. Like it's cool, that. right? Yeah. It's, it's cool little story. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Now, do you use a lot of metaphors and a lot of you know when you speak out there in these motiv motivational speaking events and and the you know, on your videos and things like that? I love metaphors. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it helps people remember. We're, we're storytellers. I was I was just reading um, *Sapiens*, and this is one of the the coolest things, man. I I love this so much. So, what differentiates humans? you know, is like if you have um, like ants, for example, mm -hmm. right? They work together, but there's no interpersonal relationships, right? And mm -hmm. then you have chimps on the other on the other uh, extreme where they have interpersonal relationships, but they can't work in large numbers. Sure. Humans do both because they're able to storytell and they're able to create these fictional realities that aren't there. So it's, it's literally ingrained into our DNA. Um, so to me, metaphors are a way to um, really paint a picture, uh, and, I, and I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, as far as philosophy, have you studied philosophy and, and, and different elements of maybe different people speaking out there or motivational speakers? or I mean, What do you get some of this inspiration into your life? Um, I dabble in philosophy. Okay. Um, yeah, but I try and be, try and be well around. See, in, in other words, the, the temptation for me is because I'm sort of in the, the quote unquote self-help niche is to only go after those books and, and read those. And I read so many of them that it's like, dude, don't become one dimensional. You're neglecting so many other things. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, I like the, the, like we were talking about earlier, the evolutionary biology. I like understanding why humans do certain things. And by the way, knowing that helps you create a better message because you know how people will receive what you're saying. Um, I like fiction. Uh, I, I just started uh, moving that route. I, I put on Instagram the other day, The Martian was a great book um, because it's about this guy on Mars who the odds are completely against him and he continuously finds ways to manufacture small wins. I'm like, how is that not life verbatim? You know? Totally. Um, so it's, it's a lot of different, a lot of different places. So let's get right into that. Life, life. is all about battles, right? Your daily battles. Mm. I'm a big believer that as you progress and you perform at a higher level, you win more battles and you lose. Ultimately, that's the goal. I mean, that's that's our goal to win out, mm -hmm. to be victorious in these battles. However, what is your take on the battlefield of life? Um, you you have to lose some. You have to be willing to lose some. I love I love Jordan Peterson's quote. You know, from chaos comes order, which means, you know, anytime things feel great, um, you have to put yourself in a position where you get your ass kicked a little bit. And you're, you're, you're in this sort of gray area where you don't know what's going on because eventually you'll figure it out and it will normalize and you'll have order. 
and then it's up to you to create that chaos again so you continue to grow. So it's almost like that's where our potential is derived from putting ourselves in these um, maybe tough battles is maybe the, the, the right metaphor. But, yeah, that's how I look at, at growth. Yeah, battles, uh, I, I think when we go out there in life, if you're not prepared to don your armor and literally battle it out, you're going to lose so much in life. You, you Opportunity, you're going to miss it. Um, you're going to miss just certain elements in life that for most, unfortunately, have not experienced it. Mm. Um, it's not just all about riding high. Sometimes you got to get your face dirty in the dirt, right? You got to get out there and get muddy. You got to get... Uh, bruised up i mean yeah, that's absolutely. just the, you know that's just the way life goes and when you say don your armor you mean prepare for it right yeah of course yeah. you know just go out there and, and prepare yourself be ready for battle um and unfortunately a lot of times people take you know they, they take it to an extreme like you know don your battle armor or whatever it's like you know go out there and just be aggressive and you know be a rude asshole or whatever <laughs> no right. no man look we're all compassionate human beings that's the goal um, when you get messages like like yours, you know they're powerful. People can resonate, right? I mean, that's the idea to to inspire. We're going to talk about inspiration now. To me, motivation is short lived, right? Inspiration is something that will stay with you forever. All right, two elements completely different. Motivation is that let's go get it right here, right now. Yeah, let's. And then inspiration is something that touches your spirit, mm. something very deep, which I believe is what your dissemination, what your message is coming through in, in your messages and your videos. So talk to me about inspiration in general, what your belief is in, in that, quote-unquote, that word, inspiration. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I guess I would, differentiate, or I, I, would, I would differentiate them the same way where motivation is that sort of adrenaline kick which you need from time to time. Like I, for example, um, let's just pull some, like Gary Vee. Gary Vee's less inspiration and more like get out of bed, figure it out now. And like there's times when you need that. Um, whereas inspiration, yeah, it's, it's I almost want to say gets the gears turning in your head, um, more, more thought provoking. Um, whereas, you know, motivation is something you need daily. Inspiration is something that you need to live. You need to evolve. It, it needs to evolve into um, you. You know, if you're like, I think, who was it? Maybe it was Ryan Holiday talked about uh, the difference between passion and purpose, where passion is um, great. It's like this f uplifting feeling of let's go, let's go, let's go. But life gets hard. Life's always going to get hard. And what do you do at that point? Well, passion, like motivation, can dry up. But purpose um, or inspiration is the big picture. It's the long play. It's what gets you through those pieces because you know it's who you are. It's how you identify yourself. Um, and you know at the end of the day, you're going to make it happen because that's you. That's your goal. That's your purpose. You're inspired um, to, to, to do whatever it is you're set out to do. Awesome. I like that. So let's hop back into fear. All right. And when we talked about, you know, your fear obviously was, was, you know, underperforming, of course, I get it. Um, but let's talk about the fear in the heart of individuals out there in this, in this world that I believe 
it goes a lot deeper than just being scared to do something. Yeah. I believe there are the fear of taking risks, of walking into the unknown, of walking into the darkness, right? Do you think, in your opinion, that that holds back many, many people from accomplishing something huge in their life? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the social constructs, right? It's like you don't want to be a loser. You don't want to let your family down. You don't want to be seen as a failure. All these things that and I talk about evolutionary biology a lot, they're ingrained in who we are because hunter-gatherers that were uh, you know, not included or that they were ostracized that meant death well we're still operating on that brain but now we're living in 2020 and it's like it's the antithesis of that now it's like if you don't differentiate yourself you'll be average and all the people that have what we covet they took the risks and they did do that like we don't celebrate steve jobs because he he played by the rules um we we do we celebrate steve jobs because he went out and almost fell on his face and did fall on his face hundreds of times um, and, and, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's another metaphor is the, is the evolution of insanity. I talk about a lot. So like you have, for example, a, a female character and she has this idea and, um, she works every day on this. She quits her job. This is her, her life now. And people say it's delusional and she becomes so focused that she, you know, cuts off from the outside world. People say she's crazy. She's, and this continues to progress until boom. Suddenly, she's, she, she's got this epiphany. Something's working. And then it grows. And then it becomes a standard. And then people look up to her. And instead of calling her crazy, now they're asking her how she did it. So it's almost like you got to go through that circle of um, criticism and risk and, you know, all that stuff before you can come out on top. But it's hard. It's hard. I know. You know? Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. There's there's absolutely no doubt about it. And, you know, when you look at life and you start weighing your options, let's talk about taking action. I mean, do you think that people just lack being actionable in their life? They just don't want to pull the trigger. They don't want to take that next step. mm I mean, do you feel that at times, I know that the people that I have, um, I have been able to have been blessed to coach thousands of individuals throughout my career. That's awesome. And one of the biggest things is taking that action, which is connected to fear, mm. right? It's taking that step, that next step into the unknown. Do you think that failing to take that step forward is also contributes to the lack of, of, of inspiration that the society has as, as a whole. I, I do. Yeah. I, th I think, um, you know, I, speaking from my own experience, um, I lived for a long time under the guise that I was a perfectionist. I'm not going to put that out. It's not perfect. I'm not going to do that because it's not excellent yet. I'm a perfect, I only put out excellent stuff, right? That was the lie I told myself when, when you really, pull back that curtain. What does it mean? It means you're scared. I mean, no doubt about that. You're scared. Mm -hmm. You're scared to release a video or start the business or, you know, open the, the shop or, or quit. I mean, because you're scared. Um, and so when you realize that it's not about being perfect, it's about, to your point, taking action. And then over time, uh, you know, you, you, you 
fall, you get back up stronger. You fall, you get back up stronger. You fall. You get, it's, it's through the doing that you create yourself. Um, but that's not how we're wired to think because it, there's, there's pain associated with that. And that's what we see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you communicate that with your clients all the time. It's like just it, the, it's the doing that makes us. And so that doesn't happen until you have take action. You can have the best idea in the world and you could sit there and chip away until you think it's perfect. But guess what? The guy that just went out and did it 10 years ago and figured it out as he went exponentially ahead of you now. We have a, a word that we use here, um, and it's a Japanese word that has been embedded in the Toyota company, and it's a, a samurai. I have used it for a very long time. It's called Kaizen, right? Kaizen means basically constant improvement. It means chipping away at your unessentials, hacking away at things that carry you down, that weigh you down, and moving forward and progressing daily. Mm -hmm. What is your take on constant improvement? Um it's, I think it's it's life. I mean, growth is or happiness is progress, you know. Um, so that's the the idea. Um, there's this thing called the kintsugi, um, which is the idea that you know picking up broken pieces and putting like they used to to take these pieces of pottery after they broke and they take gold lacquer and they rebuild the pot and it'd be more beautiful than before the thing broke absolutely and you know it's it's a similar metaphor it's like fall break my life didn't change drastically until you know cuz i did everything by the book man i i like made a point to get good grades and i wanted to get into a good college and i wanted to get a good job and start climbing. and it wasn't until you i was like eddie Fail. See what happens. Put your back against the wall. Um, I knew I wouldn't let myself fail. Most people wouldn't ever let themselves fail uh, permanently, right? But most people are too scared to even contemplate putting themselves in that position. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, to answer your question, that's what it's all about, those little sequences of continuous growth. When have you been in a real dark place in your life? And uh, how did you get out of it? Probably the darkest place I've been. And I don't, I don't know that I've ever talked about this. I, um, so I was in Boston in, uh, when was it? Almost three years ago now. And two years into growing this business, and I knew that I needed some change. Like there was nothing screaming broken, but holistically, I'm like, if I want to take things to the next level, I need to change. Um, and so I left my home. I left uh, my girlfriend at the time, an incredible person. I, I got a trailer. I put everything in there, and I came down here. And that was the toughest year of my life because every inclination in me was like, dude, go back to that. There was something so nice about that. Um, but I knew if I wanted to take things to the next level, I would have to take a different trajectory. Is it option A or B? Red pill, blue pill, you choose. And so, you know, waking up every day, I had to reassure myself. Like I felt depressed. I had physical symptoms. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'd wake up in the night shaking. Um, but like I thought, you know, as these things subsided, the brand grew and I created a life for myself down here and a circle of amazing people around me. And I'm flourishing now in a way that I wasn't. And so, I, you know, I don't know that it was one, like, big action I took to get out of it. 
but it was that consistent growth, that consistent uh, assuring myself that, Eddie, you're doing the right thing, and this is going to pay off, and that inclination to go back to the comfortable thing is not your friend. It's mm-hmm. not your friend. Um, and, yeah, here we are. Relationships, so important. Let's get into that. What's your take on surrounding yourself with people of value, people that will hold you accountable, people that will push you, people that will support you? You know, I'm a big believer that when you enter a room, right, if you're the smartest guy there or the most successful guy there, you're in the wrong fucking room. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, that couldn't be more right. I mean, because you, you ultimately become who you're with. You start to realize their ideals. You start to compare yourself to them um, in a healthy way, right? I'll, ne- I'll never forget, you know, my, my business partner now, um, we were riding our bikes to lunch, right? He lives probably five buildings down from me. And uh, this is when we first started, uh, you know, working together. I just moved down here, and he's like, how was your morning? And I was like, well, it was a good, good morning. You know, I'm working on something that I think is going to be incredible. And I was like, how was yours? And he's like, good, made $50,000 yesterday. And I'm like, wait, people do that? Like, you can do that? Hmm. And, you know, that, that simple understanding, it's like, then I need to level up. And, and it wasn't because he gave me this secret recipe or something right out of the gate. It was because when you realize something's possible, your standards change. And that's what being around incredible people does. It changes your standards because you realize the possibilities are superseding what you're doing. Um, and that's that's why it, it's everything. Like there are a million reasons uh, for for wanting to be around great people, but that to me is the most important because you want to level up. No one wants to be, you know, the 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 bottom rung of that social circle. You want to be the best you can be. So. So now that you surround yourself with that type of individual, for the most part, I mean, what happened to your old friends? To people that. You know, maybe were dragging you down or maybe just weren't to the level. And, and what did you do with them? Uh, I cut a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, part of it came right, <laughs> it's so funny, right after I read the book Essentialism, where it's, it's a, he talks about less being more. Right, that's a great book. Isn't it so good? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and so I, you know, there were, well, I'll even backtrack, you know, starting out, um, there are people that I thought were my friends that when I made the jump into to, to what I'm doing now, didn't support me at all. Crickets, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, you never forget that. You never forget that stuff. Um, and, and as you continue to grow, it's like, well, I only want people in my life that are lifting me up. That You know, it's, a, it's reciprocity. I lift you up, you lift me up, let's go. Let's go make something happen. And if, if it's not there, ax them. Like, you know, there's, everyone wins when you do that. Yeah. Um, and now there are friends that uh, just are maybe from high school that have different philosophies, life philosophies, and that's fine. Um, you know, not everyone is, is all for the entrepreneurial side of things, but they they provide me with, with happiness and, and I enjoy their company. And, you know, so it's not like I only surround myself with money-oriented entrepreneurs or people that only public speak, um, but a well-rounded people. The bottom line is you have their interest in mind. They have yours. That's what makes the world go round. Reading. Uh, Let's get into that. How do you love reading? I mean, it seems like you read a lot. I do, yeah. Um, and I, I started a podcast a couple months ago where we do a book a week. So, <laughs> so awesome. it's yeah, it's it's made me. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got the the uh, Audible app on one point two five speed. That thing's <laughs> always cranking. Um, but yeah, it's it's really important. Um, 
What are your favorite books? Oh man, my favorite books. Just you know give what? Give me three. Give me three that you feel have have had the maybe the, the strongest impact in your life. Um, Relentless by Tim Grover, mm-hmm. um, which <coughs> he talks about. Have you read that? Yeah. Um, Good book. Yeah, it's a great book. It basically, the mind of Jordan and Kobe, <laughs> and why they are where they are. Um, essentialism is a staple because you realize that I, I, I think the, the uh, default position is, okay, I want to be better. What can I acquire? What can, and he's like, nope, looking at it wrong. What can you get rid of? Um, so that's, that's a huge thing. Um, I recent, this is, this is, uh, a recent book I read maybe two months ago, but shoe dog by Phil Knight was amazing because you know you you were just talking about you know taking those steps and and sort of Mm -hmm. failing forward Mm -hmm. you see nike from the inception where Mm -hmm. it's just he's just making mistake after mistake after mistake but continually figuring out as he get like literally no clue what he's doing Mm -hmm. and that persistence comes into uh you know a billion multi-billion dollar company same thing with hatching twitter that's that's a great book too you got those guys around the table that are, are have no idea what twitter is they got a multi-million dollar valuation um, and they're just like, is, you know, is this some type of communication platform? Is it a news feed? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, but they continued forward and you just think like, imagine if they didn't imagine if they didn't. How important do you think reading is as far as, you know, gaining lo- knowledge and inspiring and I'm, I'm me personally, I got to tell you that I love reading. Yeah. I mean, I have thousands of books in my library and I've been reading since literally I read every night. And my wife will tell you this, uh, since I was like 13 years old, every night, that's I got to awesome. read for at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes. That's just the thing. I pick up a book. I have one with me at all times. Um, so what's your take on that? I mean, if you, do you feel that people can learn from books? Yeah, well, it changes the way that you think about yourself. I mean, life's perspective, your entire life can change by thinking mm-hmm. about one thing a little bit differently. You know, and you mentioned a mentor. A book is a mentor. I mean, a, a mentor one-on-one will talk with you, and they'll share their perspective, and they'll give you information. That's what a book is. Um, now, I'm, I'm playing catch-up a little bit. You know, I, I didn't read that much when I was 13. Um, you know, I read political science stuff in college, and then I went into the corporate world, and I didn't read much for maybe four or five years. So it's been the last, you know, handful of years where I'm doubling down and, and trying to sort of play catch-up and, and consume as much as I can. But, yeah, I mean, the, it's the minds of the greats. It doesn't make sense to, um, you know, fight, scratch, and claw your way, um, you know, through some path. When someone's done it and they say, by the way, here's how you do it, you know, it, it'll save you your time. It'll save you energy um, and ultimately get you where you want to go faster. All right. So let's talk about discipline and how you incorporate it into your life. Mm. All right. And... I'm a big believer that anyone that's been successful out there has discipline instilled in their life. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. Give me an idea of your day from when you wake up in the morning, kind of like what you do, you know, you, maybe some of your rituals and things like that and how you implement this discipline to make it to where you are today. Absolutely. Um, so with the caveat that the biggest change in my life is fitness. So I, I'm, I was a runner and I would run probably seven to 10 miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't. The past two months, I've completely cut it out. I'm doing yoga um, and just I'm just fighting some injuries that are brutal. And the reason I say that is because that was sort of my, like, sacred time. 
you know, mm-hmm. just running, thinking. And so I've been looking for ways to kind of fill that gap. Um, but what I do is I wake up and uh, I go on my porch and I meditate, not for a long time, for 10 minutes. Um, but I, I call it a little hinge, like just doing that little thing where it's it's meditating for <clears throat> 10 minutes um, and then getting a cup of coffee and seeing the sunrise. It just changes my day. It 10x is my day. And I don't know why, but I don't ask questions. So that, <laughs> that's I, I, it's working. So um, I do that. And then um, if I'm producing something, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work in my, my own apartment. Um, and then if, if I'm doing something with my business partner or a producer, I'll walk down the street to, to the studio there and do some work there. Um, but I, I try and you know focus heavy on the morning. And then the big thing, this has been one of the biggest changes for me. It's like, you know, particularly we we're talking about social, you know, you have all these platforms and all these things and, and, and you know, all these things you want to do and, and emails. And um, I've narrowed my day down to two things, maybe three at the most. And so what that allows me to do is one, complete all my goals for that day. But Three, or the next thing is I don't lose the that feeling when I'm going to sleep like, Eddie, you had so many things to do when you didn't, mm-hmm. right? Even though you might have done some incredible stuff, that's it's like a, uh, a microcosm of failure that you can't sort of dismiss. Well, now it's gone. I had two goals, three goals, and I checked them. Um, so that's helped me a lot. Clarity, you know, removing the things that aren't important. Uh, so. so meditation in general, I mean, it's... It, helps you clear your mind right it gives you that essential that clarity of mind right that stillness from within um i'm a big believer in that and i've been you know i've been man i studied zen buddhism for for years and years and um i've done a lot of that deep meditation um and i got to tell you that it is i believe it's crucial if you really want to clear your mind calm yourself down uh see things from a different perspective I agree with you. I think meditation is, is huge. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Um, with that said, let's talk a little bit about physicality. All right. I know that you, you're injured or whatever, but you were a runner for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, implementing some type of physical program in your life, how important do you think that is? Um, crucial. I mean, absolutely crucial. Um, again, so I was, I was a rower in college, and so – two times a day, right? Fitness was sort of the world, my, my world. Um, and I don't know if it's in, in college or whatever, but I had back issues, still have them. And so every time I would implement one of these regiments, I'd get injured. Um, but fitness is such an important part that I'm like, I, I got to get this somewhere, which is why I started running. So, you know, every day, uh, rain, shine, whether I'm feeling good or not, you know, that was sort of the, the process. Um, and just, I, I think it makes you sharper mentally too. Um, it adds structure to your life and it's just something that, you know, it's, it's, it's a win, you know, when you finish a workout, you feel good. Those things carry over. Um, it's impossible to, um, you know, sort of build this identity of someone that's, that's, that's a winner, that's killing it, that's going to exceed expectations and completely neglect a pillar of your life. That's so important. Um, so yeah, one way to answer your question in one way or another, there needs to be something there. So let's segue into spirituality. Okay. All right. For many spirituality, we were talking about this, uh, before the podcast, you know, for many, um, it is organized religion. Uh, for many, it is 
meditation or maybe some type of reflection, uh, a study of, whatever it may be. But what does spirituality as a whole mean to you? Um, for me right now, it's it's the med- meditation component and just that sort of being at peace with yourself, um, a very fast-paced world, a lot of things going on. And if you don't stop and, and intentionally set time to remove that clutter, you can get lost in it. So when I think of spirituality, I think of uh, that alone time where I'm contemplative, where I'm looking at the world, my place in it, and, and is it how I want it to be? Um, but um, nothing grandiose. Again, it's, this is 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops of, you know, uh, you know, me outside just kind of sitting there and, and thinking. What's your take on a higher power? So I've had an evolution here. Um, I grew up Catholic. Uh, and I would say a couple of years after school, I started really diving into evolutionary psychology, evolutionary biology. Um, and that's when, you know, I started asking questions uh, about um, the certainty of that you know, and the, and the subjectivity of, of a higher power. So what I will say is I don't know the answer to that, but I won't affirm that there is one because um, I just, you know, and that's definitionally faith, like I get that, but it's it's a very arbitrary thing in, in my opinion. So let's go right into it. Faith, what does that mean to you? Faith is believing in something um, that there's no statistical evidence, there's no data um, that, that says that it's going to exist. Like I have faith that, um, you know, I'm going to have an impact that I'm going to grow this business into something that hopefully helps a lot of people. There's no evidence. There's no data in my hand that says this is going to happen, but I believe it. I have faith in it. Um, now I can look at the trends and I can look at what's happened to help me come to that conclusion. Um, you know, as far as why I believe in myself. Um, but it, depending on what we're talking about, you know, like, like the higher power thing, I personally, there's not enough there for me to draw that line. Yeah. I think, um, faith, someone is sometimes it's just used very generally, right? It's, it's a very general term. It's almost like, yeah, just believe in it or hope, you know, um, I think that it's, it's been distilled down to that you know where it's just you know have faith have faith have faith everything is have faith um i'm not uh that that's a question for me that i still have to ponder also about faith and and what does it really mean in the end right um because no one knows yeah i mean i mean it, it, it it no no one no one knows now you know having your beliefs and believing your beliefs that's one thing um you know i'm 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 a Christian man and, and I'm a believer in Christ and, and I'm, I'm all about that he's a higher power and I believe that we serve for a higher power. But that, you know, that's my take. However, there are also some underlying roots mm-hmm. like faith <coughs> and, you know, belief. You know, so, but I believe that there is in the end, I don't know if you agree with me here, but there's a spirituality that connects all humans, that there is some type of connection that we all have. Um, that no matter how bad a person is or how ma- no matter how good a person is, there can come, something can come together and be synergistic between two people. 
and there, there can be a nice synergy between two people. And I've seen this in the past, and I've seen people change. I've seen people evolve. I've seen people literally transform from within. The question is, you know, we all talk about this, you know, what energies in life carry us? I mean, you believe that there's energy out there or something, right? I, I mean, do, yeah. I, we, I, for me personally, I, I believe that there's a, a, a energy. Now, we talked about karma and things like that. You said that you may not really believe in that part so much. You know, like if I do something to you, something will come back to me or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a full circle on this. Do you believe doing good, right? Do you believe in doing positive, giving people value, giving people something of weight and not worrying about the back end, which means like, hey, making money, right? A lot of people do things just to make money, but just giving of yourself, serving others. Do you believe that that in the end will help you succeed in your life? Yeah, I think that's such an important question. You, you, you always get what you give. You know, and the the tendency, um, I see this, I'm sure you see it too, is that people look at life like it's a zero-sum game where um, if, if uh, Rafa's winning, Eddie's losing, right? Uh, you know, I don't want him or her to succeed because that means I'm not. And it's like, no, there's always room at the top. There's always room at the top. And not only that, to your point, if you make an effort to be all you can to help them, to lift up the people around you, you know, just the, the laws of reciprocity, it'll come back. They'll want to do the same for you. You, you ultimately win in the end. Um, and I think I, I would argue that's human nature, you know. Um, so putting good, adding value into people's lives is, is pivotal. What do you think about our human race right now? Do you think that we are in trouble? Do you think that we um, are maybe in a, in a time of life period where there's an evolution taking place? Do you think that, I mean, you've traveled a lot. I've traveled a lot. I've seen different. It's not, people say that it's just bad all over the place. I don't agree with that. I've met some incredible people and amazing people everywhere. Um, what's your take on that? Um, I think humans are just humans. I think we, we have this cause and effect thing where we are, the, we, we are the center of our own universe. And we think everything that's going on is because of us. Um, you know, it, it, in terms of, as opposed to things just being how they are, we think everything is the, the worst thing to ever happen or the best thing to ever happen. Humans are just humans. I mean, this is, right now we're living in a, a fraction of, an existence that's billions of years, you know, old. Um, so I think, you know, there's, and I'm answering this because there's so much hyperbole, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I can give you a million examples of, you know, the world's never been this bad. The world, no, this is just humans being humans. We're self-interested, we're tribal, um, and we do what we can to mitigate that. Um, but we're people. And so, I, yeah, I, I chuckle when I hear that all the time. This is the, you know, we're, we're, we're driving the world this way and, and everything's collapsing around us because we're not doing A, B, C, and D. And it's like, it's, this is, this is uh, one step in a, uh, an evolution that will continue long after we're gone. And long after we're gone, the people that are existing at that point will think everything that's happening is because of their sins or the good that they did or, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? So totally, that, that's yeah. kind of the way I look at that. Totally. That's awesome, brother. 
Well, listen, Eddie, this is the deal. Uh, go ahead and uh, let people know where they can follow you on Instagram, on all your platforms, on YouTube, whatever. Uh, you, the, you can go ahead and cool. let it go. Yeah, so I think the easiest way is um, Your World Within on Instagram and um, uh, YouTube, where I talk a lot about the, the, the motivational component of things and also started a podcast um, called Your Voice to the World, where I talk about um, – creating a message and building a business around it so you know if, if either one of those interests you uh you know please check it out and, and share your thoughts i'd love to love to have you phenomenal eddie man you're a straight up dude no doubt about it man you're a warrior in my book and more importantly you have a mission i love that man you're focused hyper focused and i think that you're going to be a great success coming here um you know if you guys uh, do me a favor all right usually when i have a guest on i, I like to promote whatever they're doing they're all they're here you know i'm very selective i'm bringing people on um this guy is legit go follow him on youtube go follow him on instagram go listen to the podcast you'll get a lot of value eddie man hope to have you back on soon brother rough it's been an honor appreciate Thank it you, man Bye. that was a great conversation with eddie no doubt about it so what i want you guys to do here is this all right remember what the conversation was about the notes that you took implement them, use them into your life, all right? Remember, this is a very, uh, I'm not big into just listening to things. I want you to take action, all right? Take action. This is what warriors do. All right, guys, have a great week coming up. Stay powered up and focused and walking in that warrior's path. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.